We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will trailer. Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Wendy Williams talking about Countess Luann's scammy show poster. Um, she got caught trying to mislead her fans. Quite frankly, I don't think she was misleading them. I applaud the Countess. There's a poster about, you know she's doing this cabaret show. She goes all around the country and she sings those cabaret shows, you know, in low cut things with, with no back and no bra. And she, there she is, leaning on the table and shimmy. Oh. She just burned? <laughs> oh. Wait, wait. What the eggs and anchovies is going on? Someone called, someone called in and said, Wendy Williams was talking about Countess Lewin on Hot Topics and then burped in the middle of it. And like, I can't stop laughing. And I think they called as what? what was happening. And Wait, I was like, what? is this going to be hard to find? And I found it. And she just lets out this disgusting eggs and anchovies burp while talking about Countess Luann. What did she and say? The audience, what in the it, eggs and anchovies? What in the eggs and anchovies? And then it cuts to the crowd. And they're like fully repulsed, like not holding it in, just like grossed out. Wait, Wendy's like. But did you see the thing that this is talking about? The Countess and Friends of poster course I that saw. says it quotes, inspiring the yeah. New York Times. <laughs> but it's like it's like inspiring them to add new dates. Like it's yes. it, inspiring them to add new The full dates. quotes like people seem to enjoy going to this, inspiring them to add all new dates, and they just said <laughs> inspiring. Tickets to the first performance of hashtag Countess and Friends went on sale December 10th and quickly sold out, inspiring Miss DeLesseps to add a second date. A second date. A second date. A second date. We should start Two putting dates. out of context quotes on our tour posters. Yeah, no, we should. Inspiring the one is such for New a Jersey, good one. Because I'm not, I'm not sure how it's selling. Uh, 
we well, gotta we find use, out we if it's not selling well same, we'll use some quotes we could use the same actual word because it really did it we we did sell out brooklyn inspiring us to add a new jersey date <laughs> will someone please tweet a very kind tweet doesn't even have to be a kind tweet just use the word inspiring in the tweet so that we can use it tweet on a poster inspiring i want to watch the rest of that clip because i want to know what wendy finds like redeemable in the countess's production like how she's not you know I don't think by... that she, I think she just thinks that it's fine to use that sort of quote. Okay. I think she's like, whatever. It's All okay. right. Okay. Sure. Happy Halloween, Lindsay. Today's Halloween. Oh my God, Tomorrow is Halloween. when this episode's going to air. So happy uh, rabbit, rabbit. In the voice of Sarah Jessica Parker, rabbit, rabbit, <laughs> rabbit, rabbit. Eleven one. Wait. So Can are you, you tr- are you doing Happy Halloween or Rabbit, Rabbit? You seem I'm to doing be, Happy you Halloween to pick. you. I'm saying Happy Halloween to you. I'm saying Rabbit, Rabbit to the listeners. You know, it's Halloween and I've been holding off between weekends because I feel like pe- celebrities especially, they celebrate both weekends of Halloween often. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do both because they're rich and they can do whatever they want. And they have so many costumes. Oh, right. But I have not seen a good Halloween costume yet from a celebrity. Like it's, remember how Rita did Post Malone and it was Post like, Malone. that's the best, that's the best celebrity costume of well, last year by I, far. The sign that we weren't going to get a, a good costume from Rita Ora this year, which makes me think we're not going to get any good costumes from anyone this year, is that Rita posted a TBT, not even on Thursday, of her Post Malone con costume right. from last she's year. And I was like, you. oh, she's reminding you of how good it was last year. And she's probably not going to do one this year. So she's just telling you how good her one last year well, was. We don't know because it was unbeatable. of this double weekend situation. We're going to get Ugh. ones, di- we're gonna get ones today. Weekend. We're going to get ones this weekend. We're going to have to wait until literally the end of this weekend to post any good ones i mean has the heidi klum party even happened yet the randy gerber party happened yet happened last weekend and that had no good costumes no i couldn't name a single costume from i hate that the randy even gerber, randy gerber the good party they dress as like Ugh. disco like they don't even dress as anything and it's their is, fucking oh halloween God. party celebrities search like celebrity disco halloween Ugh. celebrities love just doing Disco. disco it's so boring i know even like nina dobrev dressed as billy eilish and i was like this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> she did yes ew what did it look like was it just nina like nina dobrev clothes? with like green hair and like big shorts Ugh. yeah i've been seeing a good one and i've been saving them like i've been saving them on instagram to be like i'll put together like a collection of like celebrity <laughs> like good celebrity costumes but they've been garbo Nina Dobrev's Billie Eilish costume is terrible. She just used stuff from her closet. This is very clear. Yeah. I don't know where she got the green spray, but that was the one thing she had to go to like Ricky's and buy. I'm on fashionista.com and it says, see all of your favorite fashion people's Halloween costumes. Would you like to know the list of fashion people that are allegedly our favorites? Nina Dobrev. <laughs> Randy Gerber, uh-huh. Cindy Crawford. Uh-huh. Also, Randy Gerber's costume was not disco. It was hippie. It says Randy oh, Gerber fuck. as hippie. Same thing. Cindy Crawford as disco queen. Laverne Cox as warrior. War- warrior. Warrior. Amber Valletta as 60s girl. What Amber the Valletta's. fuck? This is like, Zoe. these are Halloween costumes that you buy like at Ricky's the night before Halloween. <laughs> yes. It's like, what's Zoe left? Deutsch. It's like YMCA up here with just like. Zoe Deutsch is not. This is not a costume. Zoe Deutsch as hippie. She could wear this on a red carpet and someone would say like, oh, cute. Like, you're a hippie. Laughing, laughing chic. Okay. Lisa Rinna as Jennifer Lopez in Versace, which is actually, okay, that's good. Um, Hers was actually one decent. One she she looked, that was good, actually. That was pretty Paris good. Paris Hilton as saloon girl. <laughs> no. Ashley Graham as Jessica Rabbit. Shut up. <laughs> Nina Dobrev as the Chanel catwalk crasher. I thought you were Billie Eilish. Oh, this was a different party. 
Camilla Mendez as Sexy Rick from Rick and Morty. No, I don't like that. I don't approve. Georgia Fowler as Maleficent. Don't dress as Maleficent. Spawn. Pirate. Someone was just pirate? Yeah. Pirate. Yeah. Okay, I guess the actual only good costume was Stormy Webster, but... No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It really makes me sad. It was like Kylie dressed Stormy as her as herself in her Met Ball dress from last year, from a few years ago. But like, it wasn't an iconic dress. Like, no mm-hmm. one cared about that dress. And also, she didn't even really dress her as it. She just put her in the big dress on the ground. Like, the dress was big and the wig <laughs> was big. So it's just she looked like E.T. in my favorite scene of E.T. where E.T. is dressed like um in a costume. Jamila Jamil was also Billie Eilish. I hate that. No. I hate that. The funny costume that you put in last week's newsletter, Patreon only, was Justin Timberlake. Oh, as, as microphone. microphone. The be- oh, that was funny. The best, I hate to say it. The best thing he's ever done. Maybe the best thing he's ever done was just as microphone. It, he's that microphone. actually is fun. It, that I, you know what? I take it back. The only funny celebrity costume was Justin Timberlake as microphone. <laughs> because it was. In- <laughs> if you'd like to know what he looked like, he looked like a microphone. It was it's as really microphone. funny. Yeah, it was. He was it's as really microphone. And you know what? Like. It was great because Jessica Biel thought she would steal the spotlight being him. Like she dressed mm-hmm. as no him. Cared. No, well, you know, tabloids cared because they're like, oh, she dressed as like her boyfriend, her husband from like years ago. But then he just came as microphone. <laughs> he always has to. He knew to steal the spotlight. It reminded it was very. Uh, he's you know, it was very devious. was it was very him on SNL. It reminded me of like bring it on down to Amelville. Like bring it on he down was to literally just don't on don't microphone. make me think about bring it on down to because it's funny. No. Because it's funny. No, stop. It's not it's funny. funny. I'll never admit that it's funny. It's funny. I'll never admit that it's funny. It's I'll funny. never admit that it's funny. So I'll it never was... admit that bringing on down to Omeleville is funny. I'm going to go into the basement of my house. I'm going to buy a house with the basement. I'm going to go down, 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 down the stairs. Watch bringing on down to Omeleville. Go back upstairs. No one has to know that I laughed. I'm telling no you, it, is fu- it was funny. We have to admit it was funny once. There are things that were no, funny once. And that's funny. why like, I don't love Justin Timberlake right now in his career. But I have to admit that Justin Timberlake as a microphone is pretty funny. He literally was a microphone. And... <laughs> It was one of those costumes that you can't, like, unlike, you know, Disco Girl or, like, a cop, you can't buy his costume, which was literally a microphone. In a store, he had that he had his fully poor custom. Assistant, his poor assistant, he's like, I want to be a microphone tomorrow. Yeah. You have to do this. And yeah. he's like, God damn it. And the assistant who has signed the NDAs is, like, venting to friends. Justin wants to be a fucking microphone. I have to make a microphone yeah. in Made eight a hours. Made a microphone. The worst costume, which is at the bottom of this list, which I forgot about and we were texting about yesterday i just i mean it really just it gets a d plus c minus it's just so sad and i can't really pinpoint what exactly about it is so sad just i guess they're so depressing sierra and russell wilson dressing as beyonce oh it's such dark energy like it's not (laughs) and not dark like devious but it's dark like oh like no Oh, they think they think that they won but microphone one. They don't know that microphone one. I also don't love like celebrities dressing, dressing as, as celebrities. other celebrities. No, it's that, gross. Unless it's because Rita as Post Malone works somehow because there's something. Also, they're they're friends. I'm trying to and, think about why it works and why. Well, this because Sierra, work. because Sierra and Beyonce are sort of like peers. They're almost right. competitors. Like they are Rita, though. Rita Ora and Post Malone are like separate points on the spectrum also they look nothing alike rita's doing things to her face to make her look like a different person mm-hmm. like sierra know. and beyonce have more in common physically than they have well i also want i want you to dress as something like different than you not 
an artist you like aspire it's almost like depressing because like sierra her whole career like is like aspiring to be beyonce Beyonce. status and so to dress as her like she's some person that she doesn't know when her whole career has been like chasing this beyonceism and not achieving it or whatever is like depressing and like even making her and bringing her husband into it is also like depressing has no idea what he's doing there like Russell Wilson is so clueless when it comes to all things pop culture, well, also, even Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like, he has no idea what's their happening. Their costume was, like, so lazy. Like, it, was, it wasn't it right. was even Beyonce, Jay-Z, like, at a specific time period. Like, um, what's-her-face and what's-his-face, the two dumbasses from YouTube, uh, Tana like and year. whatever. No, no, Tana and Jake, whatever. They dressed No, I'm as, saying they're dressing as Beyonce and Jay-Z last right, year. Right, so they dressed as, like, <laughs> Britney and Justin in the denim. It's like, okay, that's stupid and been done many times, but, like, that's... That's a good, like, iconic couple costume from a couple that's not mm-hmm. together anymore, like, that mm-hmm. we all remember. Blah, blah. Like, this is, like, oh, like, a couple's costume that they wore, like, last year. There's something off about it that, like, we could yeah. talk about for hours and not quite understand. But if you saw it, you'd be like, I don't think this is funny or love this. Like, this feels, like, hurt. Like, this hurts. Well, like, like, it hurts. Rita Ora, Rita Ora added a grill. Rita Ora completely redid her hair. Rita Ora added face tattoos. Sierra just, like, wore... A blazer that she probably honestly already owned. Right. You know, like right. she didn't do anything to her face, to her physicality, to her hair that really looked like if Sierra wore her hair like this on a normal day, I would think like, oh, she did something a little different to her hair. I wouldn't. Right. It doesn't look costumey. Like, no, the point of a costume is to dress costumey. Well, I'm just trying to think of like a Jay-Z, Beyonce look that they could do. Maybe like the back and the um, crazy in love look The crazy in love, something. which is what Normani already did. Right. But like <laughs> you know? she didn't do it as a couple's costume on Halloween. But you're right. Like yeah, but... and the fact that they like posed like a fake with with the, the Mona, Mona Lisa, Lisa thing. thing. It was Barack and Michelle. Right. And it's like, like very strange. But where are you? Like why are you? Po- like it was very staged. Like did you actually do Halloween? Or is this just like a photo shoot that you did for a ad? It was very... Russell just makes me so sad. Do, oh, Russell. Do we know what like Heidi Klum actually dressed as this year? Or we haven't had her party yet. We, as if we're invited. She start. She teased it yesterday. Let's see what it says. Heidi Klum teases her extravagant 2019 costume as fans riddle out what she might be. What she might be guessing anything from Alien to Terminator. What the fuck? Oh, see, so like, she just showed the mold for I guess the silicone face that she's gonna put on. But it yeah. doesn't really give any idea of what it is. I gotta say, it's like her costumes, they're sometimes really creative, but sometimes they're really boring. And it's more just like, look how much it's shit I can put on myself. Yeah. And it's look, also I spent pretty $8, funny. $8,000 on this. Because yeah. her husband, ex husband, Seal, is on Masked Celebrity right now. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he's been unmasked, but I'm pretty sure he's on it, like doing his own Halloween journey. Mm-hmm. So the, the irony mm-hmm. of that is just, mm-hmm. I guess, it's not that ironic, but you know uh, what I mean? Okay, welcome to Who's There, the weekly po- the weekly call-in episode of our podcast. We take your questions, comments, concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. We're going to begin with some comments. Um, let's just go ahead and get started. Hi. So I was thinking about this, are the British tabloid, like, worse, meaner in some way, whole Megan thing. And I recalled something that really uh, stuck in my mind for a number of years. The woman who played um, Hermione Granger, I'm really sorry. I've tried really hard and I couldn't remember her name. Emma something. She mentioned back in like, oh, God, I was a kid, like 2008, that she wanted to go to university. She wanted to go to college in America because the uh, tabloids and the paparazzi were so much worse in Britain. And I remember the example she gave being in 
the United Kingdom that the paparazzi would lay down on the ground and, like, try to take pictures of women uh, up their skirts when they were exiting places and getting into their cars and stuff, uh, which is something that has really stuck out in my mind. So, it, you, you know, she was a, a – well, she still is a very famous actress from the United Kingdom who is also very famous in America. If, if that's what she said, still says, I'm willing to give it to – Credit. I'm willing to say that, yeah, I, I, I bet the British tabloids and the British paparazzi are a lot meaner. I'm, there was a whole rash of, like, in the 2000s of, like, taking pictures of, like, women getting out of cars with no underwear on, but I genuinely cannot foresee that any sort of tabloid would try to print, like, an upskirt photo nowadays. Uh, yeah, I kind of believe Megan. Anyways, bye, my gay boys. Yeah, I mean, I guess what is the what is the the thesis of this of this call that British tabloids are traditionally meaner than U.S. ones? I believe that I'll take that, but also yeah. all tabloids are mean. Yeah, but I would like I'm sure that yeah, British tabloids are meaner. And I, I mean, vaguely remember this. I yeah, I remember this. There's also somebody called and brought up the um the hacking scandal from mm-hmm. a few years back, and that was pretty terrible. The phone I, hacking, yeah. I do, you know, there was a time in TMZ's, like, storied history where they also did the upskirt thing, like, when people would get out of cars, they well, would go for the, that. Remember the Anne Hathaway one? Was that TMZ? I mean, I'm sure it's not necessarily TMZ, but it was still yeah. a pop. It was a paparazzi service. Yeah. Like, Splash News, like whatever any, it was. Any, like, terrible Fame thing that net. people have thought of, like, that called in and said, oh, you know, the, the British tabloids do this. Like, I can think of a time when American tabloids have, like, done a similar thing. So I'm, it's hard for yeah. me to be, like, they're worse. But, but I do think for, like, the royals, the scrutiny is harder because of many, many, many issues. And there's also, like, mm-hmm. a political aspect to it that makes it, like... You know, whether you're a royalist or not is it's not like every time you read about Rita Ora, it's like, well, are you a Rita Oraist or whatever? Like, it's not political. It's like you mm-hmm. either care or you don't. And yeah. there is that that added layer of scrutiny and kind of like responsibility and like, oh, they should be like this or they should be like this. That I think just makes everything worse that we kind of didn't touch on as much in the in the Houdat episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think even though Americans care about royals, we just don't care about them to the extent. So whether or not British tabloids or American tabloids are worse, it's like it's better for them to be here in their minds and yeah. makes sense to I think me. We're, yeah, we care about them, but we don't really want to put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> we care about them on a very superficial level. I mean, yeah. I think they would be harassed to hell here, but maybe in a different mm-hmm. way. And there would also be maybe more places they could go where they wouldn't be as harassed as they would in England, which is like they're the most famous there. You know, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I mean, there are well, definitely I mean, places I, in America where people don't give a shit or care about or know who Meghan and Harry are. And I know we were talking about, well, I mean, they, w- they wouldn't move to one of those places. That's so. true. The, That's true. But the... The like Shawnee was speculating she thinks they're going to move to New York or or I mean L A or at least be like half in L A half in Britain, but the rumors started happening like right after that episode went live that like they're scoping out property for like a test run in the United States. Who knows if this is true? I but mean, like it's now or never. Coincidence it. that it's being spoken about. Yeah. Wait. Speaking of like Harry's responsibilities to England, play the next call. Yeah. Okay. Hi, the weekly long, long time, medium time. Calling in with to answer the who dat observation that why are Harry and Meghan staying there? They're not doing anything. They're adults with an allowance. Harry actually has a really important role within the ceremonial aspects of the monarchy. He's a counselor of state, 
So if something happens to William before George is 18, um, he will need a regent, someone to rule basically for him until he is of age. And Harry is that guy because he's the next adult in line after the Cambridge children. So if something happens to William, Harry is really important to just have on deck. And right now there's four counselors of state, which is the four adults next in succession. And the four adults next in succession are um, Charles, William, Harry, and I think the Duke of Edinburgh is one for some reason. No, no. And Andrew. Yeah, and Andrew. So there's four adults right now. So if Harry leaves, you know, leaves this royal family, just, you know, is an American now or whatever, there's going to be this weird thing where if something happens to William, the next regent would be Andrew, who is a disaster, we can all agree. And why the tabloids do or don't cover Andrew's Epstein ties is a whole other issue. Um, but we just want that. Nobody wants that. The Queen does not want that. And Harry is there, there of that role. And no one ever brings that up. Like, people just think that they're kind of like fancy first ladies who just show up for ribbon cuttings. And that's 99.9% of what they do. And, of course, we all know, you know, we all hope that Windsor will, the Windsors and, like, William will have a long, healthy life and there will be no need for a regent. But things happen, right? And um, Harry does have a big, big, big duty as part of his role as a prince of the United Kingdom. And Meghan knew that and Harry knows that, and it's really hard for them to maybe want to leave, but they really can't. They would really be letting the family down in a big, big way that I think the tabloids and maybe even the American press certainly doesn't know about. But I just wanted to give you some information of why they can't just up and leave and kind of support themselves. So I hope that was helpful and gives more nuance of why it's so stressful to be Harry and Meghan right now. Um, love you guys. Crunch, crunch. Yeah, in the middle of that, I said to Bobby, like, this is like my point exactly where it's like somebody like this who knows the nuances like this is a, a relatively rare American. Oh, thing. and she knows that she's rare. Right. She so knows that's, that she's the exception. totally I'm not even trying to be like rude. I'm just mm-hmm. being like, this is why like more people in England are likely to know this kind of nuance about how this works. But like, we don't mm-hmm. really know this stuff. This is not our birthright to like attend but to I, this information. But I will say like as as true as that is and that's something that we did not bring up um i don't necessarily that think that that is keeping is going to keep them is, in keep, is keeping them no, from anything, or not. kind of like messes up shawnee's point no like these people can still leave whenever the fuck they want him marrying her is opening the door to this opportunity to go do this and like yes and the, the, the monarchy is such a the monarchy is a mess and like there's no way they really care that much you know, when it comes to their own safety and like yeah. their children, like yeah. they that must trump like whatever the like line of succession is on this monarchy and like their their uh, their duties. Between him marrying Meghan and having this like actually little riff with William right now, which is like not even a fake tabloid thing. It's like a real thing that they're having. Mm-hmm. It's like a great time for him to do it. Like it would make total yeah. sense. And, you know, like. It would really be, and also Brexit, like, could be an interesting kind of, like, it's all happening right now, all this, like, weird stuff, and, like, it would be an interesting uh, time to do it and would make total sense. So it's, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, moved to L.A. at all, like. One thing that was funny that I texted you and um, Shawnee and Amina this yeah. Us Weekly cover. Yeah. But it's the cover of this week's issue and it's, you know, Royals torn apart. There's Kate 
looking very somber, Megan looking a little worried, and it says, Kate and Megan, why they'll, why they'll never be friends, backstabbing lies and betrayal, inside the dueling Duchess's feud and how it's shattering oh the monarchy. Okay. God. Plus, William's fears for Harry. Okay. This is really interesting to me. So this is just a point of like why you have to take all of this royal news with a grain of salt and why you can't, we can't really know anything because right. Us Weekly, the magazine that published this, this week, literally this week, why they why they will never be friends, yeah. published online, yeah. Duchess Kate hates seeing Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan so miserable. Right, so they she just hates conflicting, seeing. just yeah, completely conflicting, conflicting within conflicting the same week. And that was the cover like, story that they hate The cover story was about how she doesn't yeah. give a shit about Meghan. And then the next story is like, you know, she really cares about Meghan. She hates seeing her sad. She wants the best for Meghan. And right. it's like, it doesn't matter. you don't They'll get to do this, both. but also they get to do this because they that is literally no all they do. They have no editorial point of view. Mm-hmm. They have no... Also, I'm sick. This is just because I keep seeing it on Us Weekly. This must be... Just because, like, we know how this works, right? Like, we yeah. understand how why things get promoted to the front page of websites or whatever because they're trending, they're, the traffic is doing People well, so they clicking. may as well throw it back up. People are clicking. Yeah. This story has been one of the top stories on Us Weekly for so long. What? They don't do explicit, like, trending stories, top stories, but they keep showing Wait, up on my one? sidebar. The, they hate each other? How to nail, oh. how to nail intermittent fasting just like Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. I'm serious, a week. Whenever this was, from the time this was published maybe, to right Bobby, now, it will they, not stop. Maybe they know you haven't nailed it. <laughs> it and it's have SponCon. You, have you nailed it? And it's SponCon. It? Of course it is. Half of Us Weekly is like, how to get jean shorts you know, like you Gene Hackman. You know for what? The whole thing. I mean, if they come, Noom. Noom. Oh, it's an, the app or whatever? Mm-hmm. It must be doing well, though, because all I see is... Jennifer Aniston talking about intermittent fasting. It works for her. Intermittent fasting, who, by the way? Right? It's doing well, or they need to get a certain amount of clicks for the ad to get its, like, enough clicks to be the campaign, you know? like Oh, that's true. Like, maybe they're just trying to get, hey, we traffic in that too you we, we know get about certain... we know about contractual impressions this week yeah, you don't get, we um you, that's why yikes. you're gonna hear these ads a certain amount of time yeah well i mean that's just a hey that's just the truth behind all advertising no, behind you, everything if you don't know that you know that's called programmatic 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 advertising mm-hmm. whatever we don't sell our own ads so we're not even you know as knowledgeable about that mm-hmm. stuff but programmatic intermittent fasting she loves intermittent fasting me too i love eating sometimes look just like other times look like jennifer aniston drink a lot of smart water and intermittently fast yeah can you imagine if that was it that's all that that's all that it takes can you imagine look at one photo of her and you'll know it doesn't take it's not just intermittent fasting and smart water (laughs) (laughs) like get me like i look at it i don't know kind of looks like intermittent fasting and smart water fuck no jeez and you know what's funny? I'm gonna go putting, Je- putting, for, putting Jennifer Aniston and Kourtney Kardashian, even in Courtney, oh my god, did I say Courtney Kardashian? Courtney, Courtney, um, Cox in low lighting next to the other friends tells you all you need to know about who's doing what and when. Like it's like it's not it's not fucking science. I mean, it is science. <laughs> it's science. It's literally science. I mean, it's not like you know. It's not difficult to to see you know just the the subtleties of what people are doing even in a low light selfie just the way that your face is aging and <laughs> not aging see, did you see mariah's instagram story yesterday and she posted she reposted this 
photo of the Kardashians where it was like the Kardashians in 2007 and it was like their ages and the Kardashians in 2019 and it was their ages. Yeah, I but saw it's that. Like, it's just like depending on what type of Kardashian fan you are, you will either look at that photo and say, wow, they look incredible to wow, what happened to their faces? Right. They have new faces. Right. It's a totally different face. <laughs> yeah. Um, smart totally water and intermittent face. fasting. They were drinking too much smart water. They were intermittently fasting too much. And that's what happened to their face. That's literally it, I guess. You know, they all read that Us Weekly article, but not enough. It's still at the top. Okay. Yeah. Me after intermittent fasting. Morning, Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you have some smart water yes, this morning? Yes, I, yeah, no, I, was, I, I fasted. <laughs> I fasted. <laughs> okay, next next call. Morning, Muhammad. Morning, Muhammad. Uh, where is this? There it is. Morning, Muhammad. Morning, Miss Elliot. Hello, hello. This is Elisha from San Francisco. I'm calling because I'm manning my school's book fair for the week, and so that just means I'm mindlessly scrolling through BuzzFeed for three hours a day. And I came across an article about the Princess Switch getting a sequel, and it turns out that in the sequel, there'll be not one, not two, but three characters played by Vanessa Hudgens. Can we discuss this? Okay. Crunch, crunch. Bye-bye. Can I just, like... <laughs> Look, Netflix is not paying us for this. Netflix pays us sometimes. They're not paying us for this. Well, this is fucking wild. I mean, not to, like... I mean, I, okay, to drag the whole fucking thing, but it's like... <laughs> Who showed up to the Netflix meeting and was like, okay, so Princess Switch, there were two girls who looked alike. How about three girls who look alike? I don't... How is that... I mean, I'm sorry, Lindsay. It's the same person who pitched the first Princess Switch. Like, the person who's that deranged is just like, <laughs> okay, we're just add another one. Can I read you? The follow-up titled The Princess Switch Switched Again, which is almost <laughs> as bad as High School Musical, Musical, the TV show musical or whatever, which is yeah. good. And High School I'm... Musical, the musical, the TV show. Right. So this is Princess Switch Switched Again. Like, switched back to norm the beginning or switched whatever will take place as Duchess Margaret Hudgens, obviously, unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montanero, whatever, and hits a rough patch with Kevin. Who the fuck? Kevin! Kevin. Kevin. But there's a third lookalike. It's up to her double, Stacy, also Hudgens, yeah, we know, to save the day before a new lookalike party girl, Fiona Hudgens, again, foils, foils their, their plans. plans. I like the muse. Uh, Jezebel, the writer on Jezebel, called it uh, the next film in the Belgravian Christmas baking competition <laughs> extended universe. <laughs> I just, wouldn't it be funnier? Yes, we're going to Belgravia. Just, like, what? It, I mean, I guess they're not really going for like subtlety or any type of like wink wink or whatever. I mean, they are going. It's a huge wink wink. It's uh, you're not watching. You're only watching this if you <laughs> it's, saw. It's wink wink wink. I know. It's wouldn't three it be winks. funny though if it was, if it was. The Dudge, uh, Hudgens and Hudgens, again, the two Hudgens played these two women that were both Hudgens. And then a third woman that looked kind of like Hudgens, but not wasn't Hudgens. And that was like the third. Like, wouldn't it be funny if that was the joke where it wasn't mm -hmm. even her again? Because it can't be her again. No, it can't be her again. Are they going to find a triplet? This is like, well, you know, you know, that documentary, the trip, the triplet documentary from this year. Did you see that? Hold on. Wait, not I, Three Identical Strangers? Yeah, you, did you see that? No, I didn't see it. I well, heard it was bad. I heard it was dumb. It, I mean, it wasn't dumb. It was the reveal, though, is not what the, the Princess Witch doesn't want that reveal. But I thought that wasn't the reveal like very dark. That didn't yeah, involve that, like suicide. No, it didn't. Well, yes. But the, the other reveal was that they had been uh, like a Nazi experimentation or something. What the fuck? They've like been experimented eugenics? on. Yes. So like, oh. is that the switch of the Princess Witch switched again? Is that what's going to happen? I guess we're going to Belgravia. Yes, we're going to Belgravia. 
Can I just say, uh, this says Montenero. Is that not Belgravia? Montenero is the capital of <laughs> Belgravia. <laughs> Once again, think, we're digging ourselves into Montanero. a hole. I mean, everyone's going to call me again and be like, you fucked up the whatever I said last time, Belgravia, or that was not a real, whatever, it's a real place, I guess. But my point is, is that the reveal of there being triplets and not twins is the exact plot to the documentary Three Identical Twins. What Three Identical Strangers. Strangers, and it was a dark ending, and I hope that the Princess Switch Switched Again does not have the same dark twist. Or maybe they're I, not going to do that. <laughs> can you imagine them where they're like, this is fucked up. <laughs> they're just going to keep adding them, and it's the, the, the universe already makes no sense, so why not lean into how little sense it makes? I think that's, I, I respect that. No, it's I mean r- it's absurd. It's absurd. Remember the scene in the Princess Switch where they turn on Netflix? Yeah, no, it was a, it was absurd. The like, whole thing and my, was. And then a hole opened up in my apartment, and I like fell into yeah. hell for like three minutes, the and whole, then I popped back out. The whole <laughs> like, thing is insulting to our intelligence. You know, I mean, she's not going to get the Oscar nom for this either. No, <laughs> she didn't get it for Rent. Well, that would have been an Emmy, but she didn't get it for Rent. <laughs> Listen, this call came in this morning. Listen. Hi, Weekly, long-time listener, long-time caller, or maybe not. So I was on Ryan Brittle's Instagram this morning because I follow him, and he posted a list from a, a list called Vine Pair, I guess about the best celebrity alcohol brands, and he was number one, but you'll never guess who was number seven on the list. Our patron saint, Rita Ora. <laughs> I just, I love it because she has a better Blanco tequila, a tequila Blanco, than George Clooney, who was number 10 with his tequila Blanco. So I just wanted to call to say that Rita Ora is past seventh best alcohol brand amongst celebrities, and that her influence just truly has knows no bounds. Okay. Long time. Oh, okay. Bye. Can I just say, though? Long time. Okay. Bye. I just I love how apologetic she was about following Ryan Reynolds on Instagram. Ugh, I know. I I just have a question for you, and I don't know whether we can like know the answer to this. But do you actually think I'm going to have an answer for you? No, because but I'm I just not gonna going to ask it theoretically. Okay. Are these you know some of these brands are the celebrities? I think the celebrities are involved to varying degrees on this list. Like mm-hmm. this could be anything from they like are the face of the brand to they own the brand. I think she's well Rita is the chief creative partner of this brand so is she the but but like if you go to the website she's all over it but not to discount Rita because she's also the she's only woman on this like, list aviation but like, is like you know Ryan's like Ryan's brand. investment so they might Cosimigos, be goes the Gerber and Clooney yeah they might be mixing like they might be mixing like the, I'm sorry this heaven's door straight rye whiskey with Bob Dylan like how involved is he I'm sorry he's not like <laughs> He's not doing this. This is not. Bob Dylan barely enjoys singing now. He's yeah, not working let alone whiskey. whiskey. He doesn't right. work. So I think that this is like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and not to discount Rita because she's everywhere. Do I believe Dan Aykroyd is heavily involved in Crystal Head Vodka? Yes. Right. Like some of these, I think they're actually like the George Clooney-ish founders of mm-hmm. it in some way. Mm-hmm. This is coming out sketchy because I don't want it to be like, oh, well, Rita isn't inv- as involved with these like she's men. She's the chief creative officer. Right. She, but, Sorry, not chief creative officer. She's not chief, the chief creative, creative officer. partner. Chief creative partner. But that doesn't like mean it. That's like, that's like when Alicia Keys was like the creative director for BlackBerry. Remember? Lindsay, it means this. Didn't you see the screenshot I sent you from the website? What? Rita Ora is an international pop singer from the, from the Prospero Tequila website. Here she is hugging a horse. What? 
And who better to introduce the Prospero Rita Rita cocktail than Rita herself? Salute. You can make a Rita Rita with this. Oh, Two ounces God. of Prospero Balsamic Blanco. Balsamic vinegar? No, thank 1. you. 1. 1.25 ounces of fresh strawberries pureed. One bar spoon of balsamic vinegar. Okay. 0.5 ounces of orange liqueur. 0.75 ounces of lime juice. One ounce of wildflower honey. Three to four leaves of fresh basil. Pour Prospero Blue. T- yeah, this looks great. Okay. But you know what's cool? Prospero is a is a women-run tequila brand. That is cool. And Rita is their yeah. like celebrity face of that, which is like great. And this is all fantastic. But it's just interesting. This list that they're doing is like, it, it's almost like putting different types of celebrity brands on the same scale, which is a little bit like inaccurate. Yeah. No, I know. Rita, Rita Here goes. Here she is, hugging, Rita, hugging the, the, yeah. the, the founder of Prospero Tequila. I mean, this uh, these photos are just, they're incredible. They're incredible. They're incredible. She supports women-owned businesses. Good for her. Good for them. Wow. I'm just I'm shocked. Just glad, that... I'm just glad that this beat Casamigos. I don't like Casamigos, but number one, I don't really love tequila unless it's a margarita. So I guess I would love a Rita Rita. I'm just not like a tequila. Like you like a tequila soda. I'm not a big fan of a tequila soda. I love soda. tequila. Tequila is no, the only thing that big. doesn't give me a headache anymore. No, Everything else gives me a headache. Mm-mm. Delightful. Um. Okay. So one more, one more comment. One more comment. One more comment. Okay. Don't you see there? It says vindication. I'm one ready. More Walking on Atlantic Street in Brooklyn in front of one store's place, and I can see the other Cube Smart catty corner to it. Just wanted to say Bobby's costume is really deeply, profoundly funny. Good form, Bill of Thorns. Mm-hmm. Looks like my Cube Smart costume was really funny and was a success, and maybe I didn't have to dress up as Zombie Chris Morocco. Although, as Dan texted me, you should call it Bone Appetite, and I could be Skeleton, which is really funny, but I didn't do it. <laughs> there were other people that dressed as zombie um but yeah, I saw zombie Claire. And then I and then I double thought about it and then I was like double thought wild Well, I thought about it again. I double thought about it and I <laughs> Sounds like Orwellian. Thank I you. double thought about and it. And I realized that it is actually kind of creepy to do that because they are alive <laughs> and it would be weird if somebody was like I'm dressing as like dead Bobby Finger because you're like I'm alive and like that's weird. So then I felt bad even suggesting no one's it. dressing as me. Okay, but I'm just no saying like I'm just saying like it being I'm like sorry. I'm de- <laughs> I just refreshed Jezebel and the dirtbag is up. Joan Summers is such a good headline writer. Uh-huh. It's it's Vroom Vroom, get a load of Aunt Becky's crime car. <laughs> oh my god, get out of here. She is we haven't talked about her in a second, but she seems well, to be fucked. The, Everyone seems to agree she's fucked. I think the reason we haven't talked about it yet is because I feel like we're waiting for shit to actually go. We're down. waiting. But but the lead up That I mean, lawyer that I talked to from Boston still I think he still thinks that everything's gonna be well, okay. Well also Felicity in and out. She's out. She's done. And also, what did we say? What did we say? Felicity was going to get out early, and she fucking got out 11 early. Eleven days. They Someone said, called in and was like, "She's not going to get out 11, early." Like this served, has not how it works. She served. She 11 got on out early. Not only did she serve eleven on fourteen, she also had a visitation with her family in the middle of eleven days. I've taken but vacations you longer than that prison you stay. You couldn't wait a week. <laughs> Although I gotta say, about eleven days. The thing I'll say about eleven days is like when you're on vacation. Eleven days is about the point where you're like, I've been on vacation too long. <laughs> I know it's true. Oh I can't do so a two-week right. vacation. Do you think? Oh wait, do you think that she was in for fourteen and eleven? She had the vacation vibe. She had like, the vacation I've been blues. On vacation she's like, too long. She called her lawyer. She's like, I've been on vacation too long, and they're like, Felicity, how many times do we have to tell you this is not vacation? And she's like, Can you do something? Can you do something about and they're this? Like, I gotta actually, be in my own bed. we can. <laughs> yeah, just like we'll make a call. And then you hear the, and then like the bars open and she got out. I know it's true. And like, but then like think, the judge like adds like 20 more days onto Lori's sentence or whatever. Like Lori gets the brunt. It's not necessarily about 10, like 11 days is the limit. It's like when you are three quarters through your vacation, whatever the allotted time is. It's like you start, oh, when I'm you start noticing vacation, that you're in the, the home stretch. I'm done with the vacation, like the minute 
I'm done there the minute I. You but know. if I were on vacation, if I were on vacation for a week after five days, oh. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Gotta if I'm on get vacation out of here. for two weeks, which I've never, I've only been on vacation for two weeks once in my life, and it was last year. And yeah. after like a week, a little over a week, I was like getting really antsy. Gotta I was get like, this is here. getting nuts. Yeah, no, it's true. But like typically when I'm on vacation for one week after five days, I'm like getting really antsy. So she yeah. was reaching the vacation antsiness hump of her prison stay. And yeah. she was like, and lucky I gotta be for in my her, she only served 11 days just over the hump. <laughs> Oh, 11 days is actually way over the hump, her book, honestly. Her book? Her book. No, people don't read books, but people will read Felicity Huffman's book about being in prison for 11 days. Well, also, I just think that, like, she, the way that she's handling this is so much better than Lori. Like, if yeah, we're just comparing, I mean, it, like, I mean, she, get, she which said, of those two is the Oscar nominee? Well, she, you know, she was, she was repentful. She was embarrassed. She served her time. She, like, said, I did this. Like, just get me in there and get me out. So she served her time. She yeah, got yeah. out. She's opening up the door to eventually be able to laugh at this. I mean, I think the best example of this is Martha Stewart, who literally, like, can make jokes about her jail time. Yes, it's a little bit, like, less of, like, a... um shady i mean no it's an equally shady crime depending yeah, on who you ask crime. so yes. like you know we are you know in five years can we laugh at this like probably like she seems to have a sense of humor now. right so but laurie it's like this you know dragging it out and and kind of like wrapping all this other shit in it and mm-hmm. it's not gonna be great for her whatever mm-hmm. this outcome is i don't think it's no. gonna be great i don't think that she's gonna no. be when you base your entire career on being having a moral you know standpoint or like a high moral I don't even know how to like phrase what I'm trying to say her whole thing is wholesomeness and then she goes through yeah. and does this thing that sort of like dumps on all the normal people you know she's taking advantage of it. everyone that became her fan throughout the like two three decades of her career she reminds them oh I'm so much more richer than you and I will cut I will pay and I will cut yeah which is like to be honest the number one thing a normal person who like is a Lori Lachlan fan would be offended by because it's like, oh, you know, you yeah. think you're better than Flaunting me? Flaunting your wealth? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, you think, oh. Not in 2019. Yeah. Not in 2019. The haves and haves nots. Just go God. fucking watch Parasite. That you can use. <laughs> Don't spoil it otherwise. Yeah, go watch Parasite. When I saw a good Kara Brown tweet today. When will we be able to start using Parasite as a verb? When will enough people have seen it that we can start using parasite as a verb? Because it's a good verb. You have to wait. Because, like, I just saw it, like, last night. Like, you're going to have to give it a full, like... But can I also say... you love Jessica? um, I love the whole thing. I thought it was fantastic. And I... But I will say, everyone treating this... I already did this, but there really isn't a spoiler aspect to it like people imply in a traditional Mm -hmm. sense. I mean, I think... I think we always apply a spoiler framework to every movie that has like a moment that's surprising, but it's not a twist and it's not really, it it really shouldn't prevent you from discussing the film, I think. I think the title could mean so many things that you go into it expecting one specific version of what that title means. And I also think that the trailer is a really excellent bait and switch because the trailer probably only includes clips from the first 10, 15 minutes. So you think that like it should be kept as a spoiler and people should try and not be spoiled before they see it. And I think that... I'm just annoyed by that because that really like... Spoiler culture is so annoying, honestly. No, spoiler culture is annoying, but also like in this particular instance, it's good but also in this particular instance like we've said like our friends have said it's a hard movie to spoil it is but and also if you are spoiled like that doesn't mean you shouldn't see the movie like the movie will be just as good if not better if you have a sense of like what is coming and actually i want to see it again because i do know have a sense and i want to like experience that i want to know i want to know how how the movie 
works when I know what to expect. Exactly. Because the movie worked for me, a lot of the reason the movie worked for me was because it kept fucking with my expectations. Totally. And like every, you know, every 20 minutes, the movie sort of like evolves into not necessarily something entirely different, but tonal shifts that are really abrupt. Well, it's like a, it's like a, it's a thematic like thing that you think you understand goes deeper even than you understood so like you know the have and have not seen which is not a spoiler this is like what he writes about constantly it's what Snowpiercer was about as well like he takes that and he like twists it a different direction like twists it a different direction it's like that's what's interesting okay now we're just talking about Parasite that's interesting about this film (laughs) yeah Um, speaking of Parasites here's a call about Peter Cook (laughs) oh god the top of this ad copy says aura pronounced aura but what it should say is aura pronounced like Rita because it is. It's Rita Aura, but this is just we're aura, quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce aura. <laughs> Let yeah, me tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts because we've both been giving aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true, They've though. Never because Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. So I'm looking at just Jared's Instagram account. Um, Yeah, and so I'm seeing this post that says, Christy Brinkley's ex-husband, Peter Cook, 60, has announced that he is engaged to 21-year-old college student, Elba Janku. Um, Not Billy Joel, so Peter Cook, but is this like a new trend with the Dennis Quaid and the what's-her-name PhD student? Like these old fucking farts marrying blonde girls in college um i don't understand any of this or even really who these two people are so um i'd love to hear your thoughts okay good form bella thorne crunch crunch um love you guys bye you you might have heard us on the page six podcast the new we here we here which was really delightful um they're fun this is like the ultimate page six story in that like Mm -hmm. peter cook on an island no one gives a shit about and actually no one really should give a shit about him yeah. even outside the no, island because he he's sucks not, he's not even christy brinkley's most famous ex like mm-hmm. you know like the only re- like christy brinkley's most famous ex is billy joel is billy joel and <laughs> this is the man that she married after billy joel mm-hmm. and the only reason he's like irrelevant he's at a rebound. all is like he his daughter sailor cook is the one that replaced christy on dancing with the stars which is like the most recent drama and the only mm-hmm. other reason why this is like even anything and why page six loves this shit is because this is just really gross is that he's engaged mm-hmm. to marry a 21 year old who is what one year younger than his daughter the th- and the thing about this story is yeah he's engaged that's the notable thing about this but his whole thing is dating 
women who are that young. Right. And the reason that he his marriage to Christy Brinkley fell apart as spectacularly as it did is because he cheated on her with an 18-year-old right. whom he met when she was 17. And right. the whole thing was really, really scandalous, and I completely forgot. And I guess I, I didn't live in New York at the time, so I wasn't paying a lot of attention, mm-hmm. but I knew that there was a cheating scandal, but I didn't know the details until today when I was looking it up. It was like, it involved a sex tape. Like, it involved, like all these weird claims because she was underage at the time but then they claimed the sexual relationship didn't start happening until she was 18 and so whenever you read stories about this especially on page six because they're the ones with the most context they're the caddiest like they're the ones who've been following it like because it's like local news Mm -hmm, for so mm -hmm. long they straight out call him they like what does it say at the end of this story it says Uh, um his second ex suzanne shaw now in her 40s accused him of having a secret pathological predilection for young women Meaning yeah. he hasn't done anything technically illegal, but it's gross. It's gross, exactly. And they divorced so he's in 2014. Always, so it's just one of those things where it's like he's, a, he's the older type than of her guy. Parents. Oh god. Yeah, I know. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. He's the and her parents. So she's a um. She's currently at Tulane studying what? It's really funny. She deleted her LinkedIn right whenever they got engaged, which is just the funniest move. Like Psychology. I can't let people know my history. I gotta Psychology. get rid of my LinkedIn. They're gonna find out. Yeah. Um, her parents are art gallerists in New York City, which is funny. Like, she's a New York City girl, um, yeah. which makes sense because he meets these women in the Hamptons because that's where he stays. That's where these, like, lecherous right. men hang out all summer right, right, and all, right. as much of the year as possible. Matt Lauer's, like, in a hole in the Hamptons. Right. You know, it's like his hideaway. Yeah. Anyway, he's gross. I do feel like we're not. I think we, we're hearing about them now because they're getting a lot of headlines now because it's. A May December romance. We love this. We love this shit. We love reading about this shit. We love being outraged over it. Conversely, people love being like, "Yes, like yeah. age, age ain't nothing but a right. number as long as they're." And Chrissy age Brinkley is like having a moment right now, anyways, and this might be possibly why she's going for that moment is because this is kind of happening behind the scenes for her. I just wonder if like. When this news, if she knew that this news was going to drop when she was on Dancing with the Stars almost. When she, when she allegedly broke her okay, ankle Okay, but or like, whatever. let's say, okay, I know we have conspiracy theory, but let's say she actually did break her ankle or her, it's not her ankle, it's her arm. Let's say she did break her let's arm. Say, in, in re- let's say she Okay, let's just say she did break her arm or sprain okay. her arm or whatever. Okay, okay, the point okay, is, okay. is that was this, she knew maybe that this news was going to drop while she was like on the show. Mm-hmm. to add kind mm-hmm. of like I'm doing great okay thank you very much you know like <laughs> that would make sense for me that would be smart yeah. for me yeah yeah I hate this I hate this so much we have to move I on hate I hate talking lot. about this shit I hate it a lot it's so depressing um, like it's so depressing hi Lindsay and Bobby long time long time Lily Sobieski Sobieski she was in movies in the late 90s what happened to her She's for sure a who, right? Crunch, crunch. The answer to your question is very easy because I literally read a story on Vice called What Happened to Lily Sobieski two days ago. It's written by Ashley Spencer. She does this. What happened to blank? What happened to vitamin C? What happened to? But can I just say, you know, you're not you're not really a millennial unless you've Googled what happened to Lily Sobieski in the past five years. <laughs> Seriously, like no. I've been there. I and I and if you before this this. Uh, piece, which is a great SEO grab with that actually has good information as well. Research, yeah. you know, all you have to do is type in Lily Sobieski on Instagram, and you literally get your answer immediately. Like she, she's very much pivoted to art, and it's very clear what she's up to. She's an artist, yeah. Um, and 
by what I can tell fairly successful. Like she writes, she makes like really large format like paintings. So they probably sell for a lot, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and she is married to someone whose last name is Kimball. So now her name is Lily Kimball, like I, Sobieski who? I'm not quite sure. I would probably want to double check this, but I believe he's pretty religious, like Jewish religious. Okay. And like that was also kind of part of this. Like she got married. Well, she hates Hollywood. She will. She, yeah. Yeah. He's a fashion designer named Adam Kimmel. Yeah. So when you read the story, it's just like she quit Hollywood and she was very open about quitting Hollywood because she thought it was gross. She thought it was dark. She didn't want anything to do with it anymore. She thought it was fucked up. And she's like, I'm going to be an artist. And even when Vice reached out to her, they're like, do you want to talk about it? And she was like, no, I don't want to talk about my film career. I don't want to talk about who I was. Like, I'm an artist now. Bye. Thanks. Right. Which is fine which is what a lot of people do at the stage of their career to do this without having to talk about my film career Um, but anyway that's what Lily Sobieski is up to she lives in Manhattan she has a studio I think in Manhattan as well to be fair her her mother was a writer her father was a painter who also acted you know she it's like she came from this like artistic family she just happened Mm -hmm. to start acting it's not that crazy that she and you also, know. she's from Manhattan. Like, she's a New York girl. Yeah. Right? Like, was yeah. a New York girl. Yeah. Um, which yeah. explains a lot of this. But that's Lily Sobieski, Susie Lily Kimmel. Lily Kimmel. She seems to be having a good time. Lily. She still goes to things. Because every once in a while, she still, like, is at a red carpet well, or something. Like, but it's like a, it's like a social York. event. It's Maybe like a New like, York Maybe she'll, like, go event, to the theater you know? or, like, do whatever. Exactly. You get invited to, like, every theater thing. I but mean, no, she is not acting anymore. She's kind of got that Cameron Diaz thing. Like, I retired, but, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I could also pop back in. Although she was never as famous as Cameron Diaz. Cameron so Diaz, I rude. think, is, uh, I think Cameron Diaz is, like, will come back with a show. A TV in like show. Five, and, like, that in the next five years, a she'll get show. a show. Yeah. Because yeah. she'll come back. Mm-hmm. She's good. She just needs, I think Cameron Diaz is, like, Cameron Diaz needs the right director. Cameron Diaz needs the right writer. Because otherwise, she just, like, comes across, I don't think she's bad, but she's bad in so many things. Uh-huh. But she's also, on the other hand, really, really good in things. And I think she needs, she needs the exact right perfect project and collaborator to be good. And I think that must be really hard for her. What would you say was Lily Sobieski's, like, biggest role, though? Even though we're like, Lily Sobieski, remember her? It's uh, like... I've probably never been kissed because she was like, like the second the, lead but I mean glass I would say house? the glass house I loved I saw that in theaters but Diane like that Light wasn't on a, pills right. no it was, a, wasn't it was a big a, that was a flop but that was her but that was her starring her big starring joyride role. I personally love it's one of my favorite Halloween movies I might actually watch it tonight because it's so fucking good okay um but I would say never been kissed plus eyes wide shut which was creepy because she was so young and that was a little weird mm-hmm. um Deep impact, I personally, deep deep I personally love Jungle to Jungle. I might she be was the in Jungle only to one Jungle? big Jungle to Jungle fan. Yeah, oh, I didn't know she was in Jungle to Jungle. I remember being very um, like in love with um, Sam Huntington, the actor who plays the kid in Jungle mm-hmm. to Jungle, who's like the one who is from the jungle, which is a little bit whatever, I guess, <laughs> problematic. And then he would go on to be like in my other favorite movie, uh, Detroit Rock City, as like an older, per- like he. Oh, always you always been talk cu- about Sam. Hun- oh, this guy always been cute. I He's love him. he continued to be cute. He was on Veronica Mars. He was in this show that no one watched called Being Human, which was an ad- adaptation of a British film in which it was I like watched, I watched like several episodes of Being Human and I really so liked it good. it was so mm. it's so good and I stopped watching it and what's he up to now I don't know uh, other TV just like he's TV on the show good, he's on the show Good Girls Good Girls good for him. Oh, he's, good, that's good Girls great. big show big show he's so cute oh he's so cute okay hi guys long time long time um, love the recent Who Dad episode um, and I have a question about um, a black who um, Summer Walker um, I I 
really like her new album, but I have truly no idea where she came from. Like, all of a sudden, I just, like, knew who she was, but I don't know who she is. But I really like her music. She has a song with Usher. Um, you know, I, like, I, I could Google, but, like, I just, like, need you guys to let me know, like, wh- where did she come from? Who is she? Why is she really good? Like, she's so good. Um, that's really my entire question. Um, thanks so much. Um, good form, Bella Thorne. Women's do, women do belong in blues. I have to say that I'm not, like, I know who Summer Walker is and I've heard her music, but mm-hmm. I really haven't, like, done a good dig on her actually listening to everything that she has out there. Before we get into it, because sometimes we talk about musicians that we don't actually play the music. I'm going to play a clip here just so you can get a sense of Summer Walker. Summer Walker just released an album. We talked about her a couple weeks ago because Haley Baldwin posted a photo of her, <laughs> her song "I'll Kill You," which, kill by the you. way, does not even include the lyrics "I'll kill you." And I'll the kill song you. is about it has nothing to do. It has nothing it to has, do with murder. It's not even a, it's like a violent song. song. Yeah, it's a love song. Um, yeah. Anyway, I feel like we didn't provide that context then because we were too busy laughing at "I'll Kill You," but the song actually <laughs> doesn't even contain the lyrics "I'll Kill You." It's a cute little song. Um, anyway. <laughs> Right. It's not, even not like that a I'm defending Haley Baldwin, and not that I, song. and also Haley Baldwin definitely meant it as "I will kill you violently." <laughs> so, right. Like I don't even think she listened to the song, but no, fine, she, whatever. It's fine. She searched Spotify for "I'll Kill You," and just so happens there was a song called "I'll Kill You" by Summer Walker. So Summer Walker is a youngish, up and coming singer. Really good. She's sort of. She didn't come from nowhere. She started making videos on Vine and YouTube, which is you know till as old as time as this at this point. Like um, musical videos, though. Like music videos. No, just her singing, not music videos. Singing, just her, it singing. Was like, you know, just singing. Right, music. Just singing, right. singing covers, singing like her Shawn own music. Like Shawn Mendes. Yes, and so yeah. so because of these videos, exactly like Shawn Mendes, which is what I was thinking too. So she's new. There's really not a lot to say about it. Like in terms of like gossipy stuff. The biggest gossipy story so far is because she was featured in Haley Baldwin's Instagram. She's also dating this producer who produced her album that just came out, London on the Track, who um, the, the, the gossip that that she's in now, the controversy is because he posted, he or she posted a photo or commented on a photo of each other that was like, um, they were talking about a baby. And he said, we could go half on a baby on purpose. And then the mother of one of his other children. Uh commented meanwhile he doesn't take care of the ones he's got and that started a whole big thing and then another mother of one of his babies was like actually he's a great dad and he does like pay his child support wait so, i'm like, sorry no don't, don't believe the, the lies don't get the baby mamas yeah. in fights with each so other the, about this the baby mamas got in fights that's not the point so my that. favorite thing about my favorite thing about also summer walker every, it's like cool to love her right now you know okay, like sure. it's cool to love her it's always so, cool like, to love an up-and-coming artist and drake is sort of being thirsty so she posted uh, this dm that drake sent her uh, and he said that. fun girl mind blown mind blown mind blown mind blown That's emoji nice. and she goes thanks lol and he says nah wtf you snapped just made me write two songs it's 7 30 a.m here album crazy so he's like summer That's walker nice. inspired Come on. me that's nice I mean, it's I know nice even though like, he's gross i know he's like okay but like it's nice but that's like nice that he's like you're like I love your song. You're inspired. Whatever. Me. That's cool. Maybe so I'm my like f- I'm giving Drake the benefit of the doubt. I understand that like you are. fully, obviously. But but it's like it is nice that like a big musical artist is like amazing song. Like mm-hmm. you inspired me. Whatever. He didn't say anything gross. He just said like your album's crazy. It's good. I only see what I see here is you know 
Oh, yes. the other thing that just happened is she posted a photo on her, a video on her Instagram. I guess like it was her birthday or Valentine. I don't know what the fuck the holiday was, but she was showing off her hotel room and there were just like flower petals everywhere that yeah. her boyfriend had like done to like be romantic. Um, London on the track. Uh, and <laughs> there is, there are petals everywhere and it reminded me of the Kardashians because they're obsessed with flower petals and celebrities are obsessed with like spending money on flower petals, which is so disgusting because like who cleans that up? Who cleans up the flower petals? The housekeeper. Yeah, you haven't even gotten to the most like, she used to be a crucial part is that she used to be a housekeeper and her account for cleaning. While she was doing these vines and YouTubes and getting attention, she still had to make money. And she made money yeah. by being a housekeeper so in and in around Atlanta. Atlanta. She has this Instagram where she literally has videos of herself cleaning befores and after. She's amazing. She was a genius businesswoman. Yeah. She would post like selfies of herself cleaning and like write the ads for her stuff. It's like, I'll clean starting at this Summer's price. Summer's so clean. Summer so at, clean. At summer so clean. And it was like funny photos of her posing with cleaning materials or like kind of like thirsty photos of her taking selfies like mopping. It's but so it's great. funny and it's like, wow, you're so you're a genius. But it's you're great. Genius. And then people are commenting like today, like, uh, you know, three days ago being like so proud. Like, oh my God. Yes. You know, like, wow. Incredible. Makes like, me wonder. You're famous now. Or just like, like do people wow. still hit her up to take to clean their Probably. It's so you grow like, so much. This you photo of her showing off her ago. abs while holding Windex is like I mean, fine. <laughs> it's so funny. You're hired. I love it. Anyway, she just did a tiny desk. You're probably gonna see people tweet that. Like tiny desk always takes people like always gets people so much attention. Oh, it's did really you see really Megan The Stallion's tiny desk. That was no, so I didn't good. watch. It was I didn't so watch. Good. It's so okay. Good. Um, next call. <sighs> Hold on. Wow, I'm yawning. Wait, we should leave that in. I'm yawning. Oh my god. Do you need some sleep? Did you sleep well last night? Or did you sleep too well last night? I, that's the thing is like the yawn usually means you haven't slept well. But sometimes I think the yawn means like the sleep was too bang was too banging. Too banging? <laughs> <laughs> On your Helix mattress? My bed is like my sanctuary, as you know. And it's really because of my sheets for one, obviously my pillows for two, but mostly for my mattress. Mostly my mattress. Mm-hmm. Because my bed is like mattress? made exactly for me because I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a mattress because I, you know, I wanted something that felt the way that I wanted to feel. I think I like a medium. I sleep on my side. Yeah, I sleep on my side and my stomach. Same. But I have a, I have a, I have a mattress on the firmer side, which I love. I like but there's a, soft, a little bit of a softness to it. It's I like a softness, a soft, but I like it's also sinking firm. in. I like sinking into the mattress, you know? But that's fine. We all sleep differently. And that's why Helix has so many different mattresses to choose from. They're personalized. They're shipped straight to your door, free of charge. They offer a 100-night free trial. And they offer a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new mattress. But if you don't want to take our word for it, our many, many words for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. Go to helixsleep.com who. That's helixsleep.com who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Kevin here. Long time, long time. I... I was looking at your Instagram stories and there were all of these Instagram models who were at some sort of Playboy thing and one of them looked exactly like Kylie Jenner so I thought it was Kylie Jenner and so I found her Instagram and it's not Kylie Jenner and I don't understand why it's not her. Because she looks exactly like Kylie Jenner. And like, 
I don't know. I'm, like, really upset about this, and I can't really articulate why, but who is Kelsey Calamine? I think her name is. Good for Bill Heir to the Calamine lotion fame fortune? Just kidding. That's not a thing. What if she were? (laughs) So what's funny is like the one way to kind of, it's like, yes, a lot, every famous person has like gotten various nips and tucks to like look like Kardashian related, Mm -hmm. you know, the same trend. But it's also a lot to do with just like makeup and how you apply makeup to your face is mm-hmm. also just on trend. And everyone applies look. makeup the same way these days so everyone yeah. looks the same. Looks the same. So like <laughs> and these girls are good at makeup so they all you know are good at like putting on literally like a mask. So this photo of them which you're <laughs> referring Halloween. to is they all dressed as playboy bunnies which is like insane to me that that's still a costume that we dress as whatever and uh, they all looked literally identical like it was, <laughs> so, it was so creepy. It honestly was creepy in a way that I think they realized as being creepy, like it wasn't like they were like unaware that what they were doing was creepy in the way beyond yeah, just. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. The person who took it was definitely like, you guys all look exactly alike. It's creepy. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we love it. So one of these women that Kylie's friends with, and this is actually funny because post Jordan Woods, Kylie's friends are just all these like white blonde girls. So Kelsey Calamine, yeah, she's an Instagram model, but there really isn't, she doesn't have a talent. Like, she's not, like, an Instagram model slash singer. Like, an Instagram model slash real model. She's just... She exists exclusively on Instagram. Well, so she's not a model. Let's let's no, she's just, just an Instagram specific. person. There's no... Instagram model is not a model. It's a person on Instagram. And the reason that she's famous, quote-unquote famous, or the reason that she got as famous as she is today is because she looks just like Lucy Hale and Kylie Jenner at the same time. And Lucy what? Hale commented on it once and was like, how was this real? Lucy Hale thought it was a fake. And so Lucy Hale posted her photo once and was like, how does this person look exactly like Kelsey me? is believed to have very similar eyebrows as Lucy Hale and a palette that looks very close to the one Kylie Jenner has. Well, I mean, what you're reading now is written by a robot. Kelsey Calamine's photo that was shared by Lucy on Instagram is likely the first posted by one of her followers with description. If Lucy Hale and Kylie Jenner had a child, it would look like this. When Lucy shared Kelsey's picture, Kelsey replied saying that her mom is asking for a shout out. This is written by a robot. Yeah, it's all robot. It's source, all robot. Source, the famous people <laughs> I love the final season of Mr. Robot. Kelsey, she's at Father Kells on Instagram. She has two point, she has two point five million followers. And when you Google Kelsey Calamine, I keep wanting to call her Kelsey Clementine, but Kelsey Calamine. It says people also ask, and also I didn't ask a question. I just wrote Kelsey Calamine, and it says people also ask what ethnicity is Kelsey Calamine. So I was like, click expand and tell me what ethnicity Kelsey Calamine is, and it says. On her Ask FM page, Kelsey indicated that she is Italian. She also stated that she can speak a bit of Italian. Wow, she's Italian. <laughs> Do you want to know where I got that fact? Thefactninja.com. <laughs> I just love I just love her popularity got a major push when Lucy Hale tried to figure out if she was real or a photoshop. <laughs> she became way more popular when Lucy Hale tried to figure out whether she was a real person or not. <laughs> Lucy if Lucy Hale is trying to figure out whether or not you're real, I, there's something wrong. She's also a close friend of Madison Beer. This is like actually the worst. This is like truly She's the, the like, worst person. This it's is the, the lowest econom- This is the lowest common denominator to become famous with or famous e with. She explained how she became friends with Madison. Quote, she basically found a photo of me on Tumblr and then shared it to her Instagram. And she was like, who's this girl? I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> 
And then she found out and tagged me and she slid into my DMs and said, let's get married, please. And I said, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> we don't talk about just people who are famous on Instagram and YouTube a lot. We get a lot of calls about people where it's like, who's like, like daisy blueby and you're like what and you google it and it's like someone with eight million followers and all they do is like do duck face at instagram and it's like i'm not going to talk about this person right like like daisy blueby isn't doing anything that is funny aside from like the idea that her celebrity itself is funny and there's only so many times we can like kind of laugh along with some who was the person i sent you yesterday when someone called in and was like who's amelia uh, amelia fart was that her name (laughs) yeah she's like a youtuber and it's just a youtuber who's like my fart. number my number two my number one influences are Shane Dawson and Trisha Paytas. I was like, mm. close tab. <laughs> no. But I mean, you know, I would say this girl's origin story is what makes her funny because like her whole thing is that people are like she looks like Kylie, but then how yes. she got famous was she looked like Lucy Hale. So it's like this girl's only <laughs> like <laughs> this girl's only talent is like looking like other women. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No. Who's, who more. is Mara? I I don't know who, who Mara is. I, I pasted in another, I pasted in one too many paragraphs from this Daily Mail story, which was headlined, meet the teen Instagram star being hailed as the quote, perfect mix between Kylie Jenner and Lucy Hale and even the Pretty Little Liar stars bowled over by the similarities. And then this paragraph is in here and I don't know where it came from. However, since Kylie helped nudge her into the spotlight by casting her in, in a lip gloss promotional video, Los Angeles-based Mara has been inundated with comparisons to the 40-year-old actress and humanitarian. I don't know what this was about. Who is the forty-year-old actress in <laughs> Wait, but who is the forty-year-old actress in Mara? Actress? Oh and who? God. How is she getting comparisons to the, who's Mara and who's forty-year-old actress in *Humanitarian*? Hold on, I have to find this. I don't know who the forty-year-old. Can 40 you just old... search that? No, I found it. Hold on, I'm scrolling down. That who sentence does not make any sense. Mara Teigen. She looks She's like a younger 40? Angelina Jolie. No, they compared her to Angelina Jolie. Mara Teigen looks like Angelina Jolie, who has been referred to as the 40-year-old actress and humanitarian. She's not even 40. I thought Angelina oh, Jolie was like 50. Oh, she's not 40. The girl's not 40. Angelina Jolie is 40. Angelina Jolie's only 40? Okay, but that's not the I point here. I guess this here. is from 2007. The point, this sentence is insane because it makes you think that this girl is 40, but it's the humanitarian is Angelina Jolie, not any girl who's involved with Kylie Jenner. Okay, she's 44. Angelina Jolie is 44. I thought she was older. Okay, that's not the... You're getting derailed <laughs> but from, from this point. Inundated <laughs> with comparisons to the 40-year-old actress and humanitarian. It's like it's like when you're watching something with subtitles, and then you turn away for five seconds, and then you look back, and you're like, I missed the whole plot. <laughs> if you miss one paragraph in a Daily Mail article, and you scroll too far, like, you will have wait, no idea girl, what's happening. You're like, this girl is 40 and humanitarian. <laughs> It's like I missed, I looked down, I was at the draft house watching Parasite, and I like looked down to grab another French fry, and by the time I looked up, they were like complaining about something, and I was like, oh my god. Well, that's the problem with eating during, you know. I know, I had to look, and then I spilled ketchup on my face, I mean on my stuff, because I was looking up at the screen and not at my food. What's new? Okay, let's, I'm begging you to move on. Hello, Uh, this is Richard Curtis, Scarlett Curtis's um, dad. Uh, writer of Four Weddings and a Funeral, which was originally Four Weddings and a Honeymoon, until Helen Fielding, the writer of Bridget Jones, told me that I should try and write something deep for a change. Uh, writer of Notting Hill, which was originally The Famous Girl. That was the title I wanted that I was talked out of it. And Love Actually, which was originally so bad in its first cut that I tried to get it released straight onto um, DVD, but I was 
unfortunately argued out of it. Anyway, my question is, for the who and them quiz, is John Entwistle, is he a who or them or a member of the band, The Who? And then my next question is, Van Morrison, is he a who or a them or a member of the band, Them? And my witty daughter points out that The Who are a them band and them are a who band, despite the fact that they released both masterpieces, Gloria and um, Here Comes the Night. So there we go. That's um, my question for the day. And of course, I mean, I think it is important to point out that women don't belong in balloons. Bye. Should you play the sound of Bobby slamming his head against the desk? Because I couldn't listen to it. It's, I couldn't listen to it whenever the call is, came in. I saw plus four four on the on the voicemail, and I was like, "Ooh, a Brit!" And I love clicking on a Brit call. And then it was like, "Hello, it's Richard Curtis." And I like st- I stopped the call because I got so uncomfortable. I sent it to Lindsay, listing, and I was like, "I can't listen to this." Listing your credits with oh like God. tidbits about them is just Chef's kiss. I love. Actually, if I wasn't he obsessed, he thought love with actually was so bad he wanted to go straight to DVD. Oh. Oh Can you imagine God. if that movie went straight to four TV? weddings? We still, still love it. Yeah, Notting Hill was called the famous girl. <laughs> Richard, <laughs> Richard, you gotta admit, Richard, Notting Hill's a better title. Richard, oh Richard, God. now you're now you're who weekly canon. Add that to your fucking IMDb. And now he's making dad jokes on our podcast about the Where who and I? them. <laughs> I know. Okay, That's we true. should answer his questions. He took the time to call in from Britain. Um. <laughs> At all. <laughs> At all. So John Entwistle, singer of The Who, I can't believe his jokes. Okay, he's a who. I'm sorry. He's a who in both terms. The yes. who is a them band, but the members aside from the main guy who's name. Yeah, Van Morrison. Name? Van Morrison, however, I would call them, right? Definitely, definitely. Even though he, and he was also in them. Who's the okay. main who guy? Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. He's a them. And I got to say, you know what else is a them? Pinball wizard is a them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Keith, isn't Keith Moon also in that band? Keith He's Moon was in the band. Yeah. What happened to him? Is he he okay? died. <gasps> oh, He died so in cool. the 70s. Yeah. I got to say the who was not really... Uh, my dad and mom were not as big who who heads. They were a more grateful. They were too... It was too much Grateful Dead. My dad was really Grateful Dead. Was your mom Grateful Dead or did that come with no, your dad? No, that was... That's a family. That's They're like also she, parrot heads, aren't she, they? Are they parrot heads? No, my dad is kind of a parrot head, but he's more of a Grateful Dead person. No, okay. he, my mom like got that when she got married. Like she had... She married into that. She wasn't like... You know how you mm. like if you go on a date with a guy or something and they like like a band you pretend for the first like few you know you like get, like, to get oh, in yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh-huh, you accidentally uh-huh. marry them or whatever and it's like <laughs> oh well <laughs> that's like what happened with my parents so now my mom is like she got too far in without turning <laughs> in too deep she got in too deep <laughs> oh my god it's not the worst um, fandom to you know get. What other into. um should we do? Should we do? Should we kind of turn this on its heads? Should we do Richard Curtis movies and who were them them? And oh then this can God. kind of end he's the Richard get... Curtis arc of this <laughs> well, of this he's... podcast. We've been doing he's too been... many Richard Curtis things. Well, because we can't help it because we're he like keeps calling in the Curtis keeps family calling. keeps calling in. <laughs> The Curtis family will not stop. I feel like we shouldn't do this because it's just like another thing for him to react to. But can we, let's just. Do we want to say anything about Love Actually? Since it's like Love Actually season? 
Well, I my guess... rule is I can't watch Love Actually until after November 1st, and it's now November 1st. I've already scheduled my love, my annual Love Actually viewing with my friends. I just wonder what, if Richard Curtis thought that Love Actually should have gone straight to DVD, what he thinks about the idea that every holiday season, much like All I Want for Christmas is You, Love Actually comes, like, bubbles back up into the consciousness, and we all have to, like, talk about it again. It's kind of this, like, well, wild phenomenon that I can't imagine he, he guessed at. I, I, okay. Richard, I you don't have to call back and answer this. I'm Richard, just thinking aloud. I can't find it, but I, I bought because you know I'm a, a big fan of yours um, and I bought your Love Actually screenplay recently like a year ago and it's like a it's a paperback officially released like the screenplay to Love Actually and I was like oh cool like I want to I kind of want to read how I write like I write I like reading screenplays and it's like the craziest formatted book it's not like a normal screenplay book it's cool. like it's it's but it's impossible to read like you can't it's the whole screenplay format but there's photos everywhere it's like glossy paper oh like and so it's kind of hard to read and everything's broken up very strangely but then in the back it has all the deleted scenes Ooh. and richard some of those deleted scenes. Not There's good. one in Africa. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I okay. understand why this was deleted. Um, can I just say for anyone who what? maybe thinks that we're like only like excited about Richard Curtis because he called the podcast needs to go check out Bobby's like writing history because like 95% of, that, of it is about love actually. So like <laughs> definitely go check that out if you have. Like, I interviewed him. Many, he doesn't remember me. He doesn't. But he might. Th- like, how, you literally have written about love actually in every place you've ever written. I interviewed him about about time because I was like the most excited person in the world to see that movie. Right. And I so it just I just want to say that yeah, this means like I think that people might I don't want people to get the wrong idea that this is just like no. we're excited because it happens to be that Richard Curtis's daughter listens to this podcast and now he called us. This is like this is a long standing. It is not an overstatement to say the only reason I have the career I have is because of Love Actually. Yeah. And also, I just want to say, Nora Ephron, may she rest in peace. If she called this podcast, I would like quit the podcast. Like that would be the yes. end for well, me. She's dead. Yeah. The only the only reason I have the career I have is because like of both Richard yeah. Curtis and Nora Ephron. Yeah, that's it. The, right. la- the life I have. Yeah. Nora Ephron, Richard Curtis. I mean, the That's DVD it. that Nora signed is like my greatest, the only valuable thing I own currently. Yeah. More valuable than my car, I bet. No, at this ab- point. Oh, 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 absolutely. What's the blue book on that car? <laughs> <laughs> what's the blue book on that car? I'll tell you what, it's less than that Nora Ephron signed I DVD. Mean, my, it's like never 15K or something. Whatever. I'm never blue selling it. It's relevant. No way. The blue book value is 15K. Get out of here, the blue book. You don't even have a car. You don't know. No, I know, but I'm just saying blue books are surprisingly low, I think. Okay, all right. So let's... let's. I'm not a car person. We're done with this episode. I just like saying blue book. <laughs> I know you do. You're like, what's the blue book? <laughs> what's the blue book? Check the blue book. Because my dad would be like, what's the blue book? Okay, um, we're done with this episode. You can call in 619-WHO-THEM. Except unless you're in the Curtis family, we've had enough. Like, we love you, but like, we can't let you monopolize the podcast because the moment you call it, we have to play it. If the Curtis family calls, we have to play it. And that's just... It'll be greedy of you to call back. Um, okay, but so... if you're ever in America, we'd love to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, come to New York. We'll we'll hang out. Okay. We'll, our treat, Who Weekly Treat. So thank you for listening. 619-WHO-THEM. Call in with questions, comments, and concerns. We will see you on Tuesday. Thank you again to Karina Longworth. It's uh, an episode about, um, uh, episode length interview with Karina Longworth about It'll like It'll be so who's. fun. It'll be so fun. Please, um, please tune in for about that. the current That'll season of our podcast. And um, we will see you next week. Have a great, great weekend. Rabbit, rabbit. Bye. <laughs>
I keep seeing them and I don't, I, I've just been, the, the P's, the Petras and Petras, the names are conflating in my brain and I hope that you can help me sort this out. Um, any help you can offer is greatly appreciated as always. All right, women don't belong in balloons, crunch, crunch.